You're listening to your Dental Top 5 podcast with Amanda Hill, informing you on the top trends in dentistry every Thursday. Brought to you by the creators of A Tale of Two Hygienists podcast. And now, here's your host, Amanda Hill. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of Your Dental Top 5, where we take trending topics in dentistry and break them down into five usable highlights that you can take back to your op, your life, or just look smarter at your next dinner party. I'm your host, Amanda Hill. So today's episode, well, today's episode's kind of a little bit of a bittersweet episode. As we are reaching the end of the year, the end of 2021, the year I thought would get back to normal, it so did not get back to normal, but... This is also the last Your Dental Top 5 podcast, at least for now. But don't worry, you'll still hear lots from me if you want to. Um, in fact, I'll be on the tip episode on A Tale of Two Hygienists tomorrow. So tune into that one on uh, New Year's Eve. But for the very last Your Dental Top 5, for now, episode, I wanted to really talk about the top five things that I've learned through the podcast And I brought along a guest, a really special, special guest that I bet a lot of you guys don't know. And I have brought along Brittany Duncan. And Brittany is the woman behind the scenes. She is the woman behind the curtain, (laughs) the podcaster extraordinaire, the one that like gets all the social media out and all the cool stuff and make sure it ends up on Spotify and make sure all my, you know, Alexa can find your dental top five and all that good stuff. And so Brittany, thank you for coming on today. And thank you for being so awesome. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you. I'm honored to be on your Uh, last for now episode. And it has been, oh my gosh, so fun working with you and our other Dental Podcast Network hosts over a couple of years now. It's crazy that it has been, you know, that long, but we started this uh, right before the world (laughs) fell apart in 2020. And it's been a journey, but it's been a great way of getting information out. And I have learned a ton just from listening to all the episodes and creating social media and doing all the things. So it's been great for me too. Well, I'm so glad you were, could not come up with a better person to work with. And you've moved twice in, in the two years that we've been working together, haven't you? Yeah, we've been all over. My husband's in graduate school right now for an emergency nurse practitioner program. And so through the pandemic, he would have some couple month long breaks. And so we'd, we'd go out west, which is really where we love to be. And, and yes, we just made a move put our stuff in storage and now we are out here until he takes his board exams and gets a job. So uh, keep us in your thoughts that hopefully we get it. He gets a job soon and we'll find a, a permanent place out here. Awesome. Well, I think that's awesome. And I'm so glad that you have this role with a tale of two hygienists, the dental podcast network, that it doesn't matter where you've been. You've been there for us, no matter where you are, I can reach you no matter what. So you've been an awesome person to work with. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I've, I would say like I've been, uh, you know, working remotely since before it was cool. <laughs> You've been social distancing. Yeah, along. exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, let's launch into our top five. So, so I have come up with the top five, but Brittany is going to come along with me on this journey of the top five things I've learned through podcasting. And I, I could like give random facts of really cool things that I've learned, right? I mean, we've learned things about airway and we've learned things about motivational interviewing from Carrie Ibbotson. And we learned, gosh, the first person I interviewed, Annie Smalling-Harris, we talked about a biofilm or I interviewed a, a 
a massage therapist that talked all about stretching. I don't know. I mean, I ergonomics, like, oh my gosh, the amount of topics in this hundred plus podcasts. Um, and so that wouldn't work for a top five because that would be like <laughs> Too a hard. top 105, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so these are a little more like overarching, maybe kind of like personal fulfillment, personal growth types of things. So number one is to say yes, even when you don't know what you're doing. And I know that you guys hear me talk about that a lot. And, and like when Andrew called and said, Hey, Amanda, do you want to host a podcast? And that little voice in the back of my head said, you don't know how to host a podcast. And I was like, Andrew, I would love to host a podcast. And somehow I have figured out how to host a podcast so much so that I've been doing it for two years. And Now I'm branching off onto a whole new journey as the clinical education manager for Young Innovations, really having no idea what I'm doing, but figuring it out along the way. And so I want to encourage all of you guys to say yes, even when you don't know what you're doing. How many podcast guests, Brittany, have no idea what they're doing? And they're like, I've never been on a podcast before. And it all works out. Most. (laughs) Yeah, most. We a lot of times send out a little video, just tutorial, because it's so common that you know, guests have never done it before, but they listen to podcasts and they want to do it. But uh, yeah, it's getting over that that curve. And, and once you do, you're, you're hooked. And it's actually, it's funny for me being on this side of it because I've been a guest on ATOS once or twice as like a co-host, but I've never been the only guest on a podcast. So this is new for me too. And I had to remind myself before I hopped on with Amanda, okay, wait, I explain to people how to do this all the time, but how do I actually record <laughs> See, we can, I think our brains can figure out way more than we give ourselves credit for. You know, I think, I think the big secret in life is nobody knows exactly what they're doing all of the time. And so most of us are kind of, you know, making it up or winging it as we go along. So just mm-hmm. keep saying yes. You'll have cool yes. opportunities. Thank goodness for Google. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thank goodness for Google. So, all right. So number two kind of goes along with this too. Uh, And you guys hear me say this one too, but it's my favorite, one of my favorite Brene Brown quotes, because you know, we're best friends, me and Brene. Um, And it's be a learner, never a knower. And podcasting, oh my goodness. Like, I think that's been my big joy in podcasting is how much I get to learn. Like every week I get to learn more and more and more. Um, I get to learn from guests. I get to learn from, you know, listening to other podcasts. It's amazing how much there is to know out there and, and how much we don't know. And there's no way to know it all, right? No, not at all. I mean, and it's, it's interesting as um, you listeners might not know this, but it's something that we encourage all of our, our podcast hosts to do is to map out a content calendar. And I don't know if you found this, but it's amazing how quickly it fills up with topics. And you'd think after doing it, you know, year after year, how much is there to really talk about? Can you really keep learning something new for the first time? And without fail, that 12 months fills up in, in the blink of an eye. And, uh, and it's ever changing too, as you know, the science changes, you need to relearn and um, yeah, never think that you're, you're done learning. There's always more to be done. Absolutely. And it's funny. I remember in the very beginning, you know, your dental top five became like this idea and Andrew said, okay, come up with 12, uh, or come up with 52 ideas. And I sat down, it probably took me 30 minutes and I came up with 52 topic ideas, like boom, in an Excel spreadsheet like that. And I think this podcast could go on forever and it would still have more and more things to continue learning. Cause that's just life, right? We're all just yep. keep learning. Absolutely. All right. Number three is accept and ask for help. So this is as a, you know, as a healthcare provider, 
I think sometimes we fall into the trap where we love to help. We love to give help, but we do not like to ask for help or accept help, right? Mm-hmm. It's much more fun to be the helper than, than be like, feel like you're weak and be the helpy. Uh, but that's one of those things I, I definitely learned through this podcast is that there's no way that I knew all the things, how to do all the things. And I had to ask for help. I certainly had to ask you for help a lot. I mean, man, you're a Canva wizard. <laughs> oh, thank you. And yeah, it's, it's similar for me as well, because as, um, through our Atela 2 Igenis team, you know, relatively we're pretty small and, there was a period of time, I mean, I still manage a lot, but there was a period of time that I also did the editing. And I am so, so, so grateful that we have an editor now who that's the forte that she really shines in. And for me, it's like, I can do it, but that's not where my passion is. And I don't like learning the little keystrokes of how to make the the audio quality sound perfect, uh, even though I am uh, through doing all this podcasting, I've become a little bit of an audio snob. I don't know if that's happened to you, but <laughs> yes. when I go to listen to a new podcast, sometimes I'm like, oh, no, I can't can't listen to this one. I'm not going to make it through. But I am grateful that we have an editor now and to be able to ask for help, even in the duties that I used to do through the podcast. Yeah. And, and it's a cool thing, I think, when we when we do ask for help. A, we, we think one big thing is we're allowing other people to use their gifts because, I mean, we all come with this different skill set, different passions, like you said, and different things that you enjoy doing, different things you're good at doing. And so you get to bring the thing that you're good at doing. And then and then if you never ask for help, you never give that another person that cool feeling of being the helper, because, again, it feels pretty awesome to be the helper. And so mm-hmm. I think I think there's strength in asking for help. And as opposed to, I think there was a point which I thought it was weak, but now I actually think asking for help and accepting help is actually stronger because it's saying, I, I don't have to do it all. I'm good. Like I'm, I'm, I like, I like to bring other people in. Absolutely. Yeah. That you don't need to, to prove yourself and to really focus on where your strengths lie and, and go from there. Absolutely. All right. So number four is don't fear the no. And isn't it because I, no is kind of scary. I mean, it's scary to ask somebody, maybe ask somebody for help or maybe ask somebody to be on the podcast. And you're like, oh, I don't want to bother them or I don't want to be a nuisance or I don't want somebody not to like me. And and I sort of started to challenge myself and really push the envelope by asking different people if they wanted to be on the podcast. And um, in fact, Michelle Galloway, who was on the podcast once, she gave a no challenge. One day we had to do as many things as we could until we got a no. And my no was uh, asking Dr. Fauci if he wanted to be on the podcast. Did you actually get a response? I did get a response. Ooh, and he that's said, exciting in no. itself. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was his people that probably said no. They said he was a little busy. But, uh, <laughs> but still, I still got the no. And instead, I think before I thought no would feel, would feel defeating. It would feel hard. Um, I would get like the wind knocked out of me. And instead the no actually, actually felt really good, which I know doesn't make sense right away, but, but it, it said to me that I was pushing, like I was pushing out of my limits. I wasn't just staying in my little comfort zone, doing what was easy. I got a no. And, and that was okay. Like that meant I was pushing it and, and it's kind of, so it's kind of fun. I, I challenge you out there to do things that you'll get a, you'll get a no, I think as clinicians, sometimes we do that with patients. We don't, 
or I certainly am guilty of not recommending treatment because I'm pretty sure they're going to say no, but I'm actually doing them a disservice when I do that. Uh, because I don't know everything about them and I don't know exactly, you know, what they will and won't say no to. And so being less afraid of the no and being more into kind of pushing that, pushing what's best for someone else or pushing, you know, the envelope in our own lives or, or striving to push forward. I think, I think it's kind of a fun challenge if you flip your mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a good, I always try to remind myself that there are no mistakes, only lessons. And so when you get that no, you know, think, okay, what could I have done differently? Or I'm not a clinician, but I imagine as you you know, deliver a treatment plan to a patient. If they say no, you can think about, okay, well, what what didn't go well? How could this have been different? Was I, were I using my motivational interviewing techniques and, and figuring out what their, you know, triggers or what their why is? And, you know, you can evolve from the no's as well. Absolutely. I think the no's are a great opportunity to learn. And that launches into number five, which is everyone is doing their best and this is, this is a, a belief that I've held for a really long time. And so I, maybe I didn't learn this through the podcast, but, but it really applies to, to what I've done through the podcast, particularly with, um, with listeners and with guests that, I mean, sometimes, sometimes technically everybody's doing their best. I'm talking about you, Emily Bogey. When Emily Bogey was on the <laughs> podcast, we actually recorded her podcast three times because she kept, couldn't get the tech right. <laughs> she was doing her best. Are you sure but, it's that you didn't just want to talk to her two more times? Because I can see that. Well, great. I did really just want to keep talking to Emily Bogey because I love her. <laughs> Can't yeah, say it. You're right. <laughs> but it also goes with, um, you know, any anything that we just didn't know and now we know. I mean, I talk about water lines all the time, right? Five years ago, I didn't know anything about testing water lines. Did that make me a bad clinician five years ago? It just meant I didn't know. I was doing my best by my patients then. Then I learned about water lines and now I'm doing my best again doing water lines. So I think it's like, as you know more, when you know better, you do better. I think, is that the phrase? Is that how it yeah. goes or something like yeah. that? Or you don't know what you don't know, you know, until you know it and then you, you do it, you do better. And um, I think the water lines is a great example because even uh, I have learned so much as a, you know, an armchair dental expert just from listening from the podcast and it's been uh a little bit horrifying. Sometimes now I go into my, my dental office with an eagle eye and luckily they do everything uh, top notch, but it's, yeah, if you, if the clinicians don't know and, um, but you use it as an opportunity to educate. And I think instead of shaming, just how you don't shame your patients, you don't shame your colleagues and use it as a, a learning opportunity. Absolutely. That's such a great point because nobody, nobody learns through shame. We get defensive, you know, what, what do you mean you're not taking blood pressure on everybody? You know, well, we could say something like, you know, it's recommended that we do this and this is why. And then you're like, oh, okay. Oh, I got to start doing that. I got to admit to you guys, I didn't always take blood pressure on every patient. Then I listened, you know, I read some articles and I listened to some podcasts and I, I even had a guest on, uh, Tiffany came on and talked about that. And then it was like, okay, I've got to do this on every patient. Like this is important. And so it wasn't, I never felt shamed. I just felt educated. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, I think it's important that we remember whatever somebody is doing, if you are doing it differently or quote unquote better, maybe they just don't know any better. I think Amber Lovato's talked about that. She talked about not even um, understanding about 
brushing teeth. Like that wasn't anything mm-hmm. she grew up with. She didn't know. Mm-hmm. And so just, you know, to find out where somebody is and meet them there and bring them, just inch them forward. We can move a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, it's, it's hard to do. I'm sure as a clinician, you have all these, you know, million things bouncing around in your head that you want to talk to your patients about. And I find myself even doing it with my family now where every now and then they'll be like, Brittany, Brittany, like you got to tone it down on the dental talk. Like you're overwhelming us because I, you know, I'm like, well, wait, like, you know, it's not just about sugar and it's about your biofilm and your pH. And, you know, these are all the tools you could use and it's not just about floss and, um, you know, you can get, um, excited about it, but yeah, your patient might be doing their best right now, and you know, giving them just a little bit of education at a time. Um, same with colleagues; it really does apply to everybody in every field uh, that you may come in contact with throughout the day. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Brittany, uh, let's review our top five. So, the top five things I've learned through the podcast is one: say yes even when you don't know what you're doing, because you'll get to do cool stuff. You'll figure it out. Two is be a learner, never a knower. Three is accept and ask for help. Four is don't fear the no. And five is everyone is doing their best. Brittany, thank you so much for being on today. So if people want to reach out to you, Brittany, and they want to be like, hey, Brittany, I want to start a podcast. How do I do it? Hey, Brittany, will you edit my podcast? Hey, Brittany, will you make Canvas stuff for me? How can they reach out to you? Sure. Um, my email is admin, A-D-M-I-N, at a tale of two hygienists, and that's uh, plural, unhygienist.com. And so you can find me there, and we are always happy to educate anybody about podcasting and, you know, the right way to do it. I'm, I'm sure, I think normally we send out an email when we have a new show start up when they reach, you know, seven episodes, because that's, I believe, the statistic of when most podcasts stop. And so Amanda, you are way over that, but you know, we, there's, when you do the content planning and there's a good way to do audio, as I've I've said, and um, we are happy to share our knowledge and, you know, promote podcasting for everybody because we want more learners and less knowers. (laughs) Exactly. Because we're always learners, us podcasters, us podcast listeners. Well, everyone, I want to thank you guys for two years of fun podcasting. And if you missed any episodes, the cool thing is, is they are always available at ataleoftwohygienist.com. You can find them and you can listen to all the back episodes of Your Dental Top 5 if you miss my voice uh, in the meantime. But I will be around. I'm not going too far. I'm sure you can find me. Um, So as we all know, only four out of five dentists could agree. So if you have something to add to this top five or you have another idea for a whole nother top five, I don't know when we'll do it, but you know, you never know. Uh, Email me at amandahillrdh at gmail.com and we'll be sure to include your dental top five. Make it a great day. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of your dental top five. Be sure to join us next Thursday to hear more from Amanda. 